Well, good evening. Merry Christmas Eve, Grace Covenant family. And for those of you watching online, thank you so much for tuning in. Can you believe we made it to Christmas Eve? Did you ever think that we would after 280-some days of March the 15th? We made it. Now, I know some of your kids in the room and watching online are counting down until tomorrow morning because for you it's not real until Christmas morning arrives. And that's true for a lot of us this year. Christmas just couldn't get here soon enough. Even tonight with inclement weather and uh, restrictions upon us in our communities to try with the effort to keep us safe, I'm grateful that we're able to gather like this and to gather like this. So thank you so much for being with us tonight. In case you're just joining Grace Covenant tonight for the first time, uh, we've been on a journey through Advent. That's a season of expectant waiting and watching and hoping uh, to reflect on Christ's coming. The first time he came as a babe in a manger. And then, of course, we wait expectantly for his second and soon return when he comes back as to complete God's ultimate work of redemption. The Christmas story is a powerful account filled with wonder and miracles and very real life. It's the story of Jesus and how he came to this earth as the most wonderful gift of all eternity. Now, we've explored how Christ intersected the lives of real people through his arrival, even up to the point where he came. The hope the peace, the joy, and the love that only Jesus could bring was very real in those ways. And that hope, peace, joy, and love can be very real to you today. In these precious few moments together, for those of you joining us tonight, uh, please know that I will, um, I will do my best to get this done in about 13 minutes that we have left for this sermon time. Uh, don't tell the regular Grace Covenant congregation. I can do that, please. Um, I want to highlight and walk through what we've talked about and what it is that Christ brings us. Because of Christmas, the first thing we discovered as it relates to hope is that we can find hope in our uncertainties. Because the Lord Jesus Christ is real, because he came just like it was promised that he would. When uncertainty surrounds us, the promise of Christ fills us with hope to carry on. In the worst sufferings and atrocities and catastrophes of human history, there has always remained a flicker of hope. Throughout enslavement, imprisonment, torture, and tragedy, there have been those who have clung to the smallest sparks of hope and fanned them into a flame of freedom and release. Throughout the history of the Jewish people, there was the hope of God's covenant. There was the promise of restoration and blessing that only the Messiah would bring. But then time dragged on and on. The nation was plundered. Its people exiled and conquered. And they would cry out, How long, O Lord? With that cry of the ancient Israelite people, year after year, century after century would pass. Would hope survive? Yes, there were those who kept hope alive, living expectantly and faithfully, trusting openly and wholeheartedly that God would come through. 
We met two of those people, Simeon and Anna, in the temple after Jesus was born. They had held on to hope. Even though they had known loss and disappointment, they, without a doubt, knew that Jesus was the Messiah, the promised Son of God. They were ready. They were waiting for this moment. Their hope was coming alive. They embraced it. They rejoiced and worshipped. The flames of their hope spread and multiplied. How is the flame of your hope today, church family? Guests, friends, how is the flame of your hope today? Let me encourage you, no matter what you're facing, to rediscover the hope of Christmas in the coming of Christ. Let this verse guide you as a prayer from Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Secondly, because of Jesus, we can find peace in our struggles. The struggles are real. I don't need to ask for a witness or an amen in a quiet church to identify with the struggles of 2020. Of course, the announcement of the coming of Christ came in the dark of night. When we think about the shepherds, the angels began their announcement to the shepherds with these words, fear not. Why? Because they were afraid. They were human. And there's so much in our world that causes us to fear, not the least of which the heavens opening up and an angel speaking to you. Now, we're not struggling with a magnificent, terrifying, heavenly being showing up in the middle of our night sky. For us, it's the normal pressures of life, the disappointments, the uncertainties, the frailty of life in a broken world. And that's true even without a global pandemic. But in Jesus, the Prince of Peace, when he arrived on this earth, The angels proclaimed a new peace. Let's look at what they said. It's already been read. They said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. The favor of God was here with humans. That shalom, peace, that our Israeli friends speak of, that our Jewish friends speak of, is available, but it's only available that concept of fullness and safety and completeness and wholeness to us, it's only available as we're restored to God. Jesus is the bringer of peace between us and God because he was more than a babe in a manger. He was the sacrificial lamb, the giver of life. You cannot experience shalom unless you have peace with God. And lest we forget, on this beautiful Christmas Eve night, before we come to the Lord Jesus Christ in repentance and submission, we are rebels at war with a holy God. The angels point us to the only hope of a peace treaty. 
and it's submission to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's this peace that settles our soul deeply and causes us to sing songs when life seems to be falling apart like this. It is well with my soul. Paul would encourage us in Philippians 4, 7 to let the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and minds. How? In Christ Jesus. This is the rediscovery of the peace of Christ in this season. Because of Christ, we find hope, we find peace, and we find joy in our discouragements. That was week three of our Advent celebrations. We've all had one of those days or weeks or years or even then in the midst of tough times, Christ can fill us with joy that defies our circumstances. King David write, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. We were walking with Elizabeth and Mary to see their incredible rejoicing, united and sharing joy over their pregnancies, both miraculous. For Elizabeth, joy fulfilling a long-dashed dream of motherhood and the erasure of cultural shame that had been attached to her because she had never been able to bear a child. Her joy erased decades of disgrace. For Mary, joy was a relief of acceptance and understanding due to these incredible circumstances. In the middle of God's greatest miracle, she knew she would face scorn and disbelief and misunderstanding for her pregnancy. But in her encounter with Elizabeth, she found joy. For most of us, Christmas brings a mixture of happiness and sorrow. Joy and pain. But as we pour out our hearts to God, even in the midst of our pain, He can transform our weeping of the night into joy in the morning. It's my prayer, written by the Apostle Peter, that though we have not seen Him, we love Him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that's inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. We can have joy full of the glory of God if we are in Christ. This past Sunday, we were reminded that because of Christ, we can find love in our differences. The world seems to invent new days weekly, in our social media feeds especially, to divide us and cause division. Instead of a culture that exemplifies love, we're a nation and a world filled with division and conflict and hatred. Despite our best intentions, our broken human nature divides us. Jesus, on the other hand, bridges the rich and the poor, the young and the old, the Jew and the Gentile. He comes because God loves us so much that he allowed his only son to sacrifice his life for our sins and shortcomings. And when he did, he made a way for us to be restored to him. The Bible says there's no fear in love in 1 John 4, 18 and 19. But perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. As we discover, rediscover, that is, the love of Christ, we find a divine love that washes over us, fills us from within, 
I pray that it propels us to reach across the divisions around us, even to our enemies, with humility, with grace, with forgiveness. That was the four weeks leading up to. Here's our challenge today, to find Christ in our world. Christ has come with hope, with peace, with joy, and with love. Christ has come to change our world and us forever. This is his arrival into our world as described by Luke in verses 6 and 7 of chapter 2. The days came, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths. It's such a humble birth, such an understated, underrated beginning to life, yet such normal entry into our existence. Human birth is fragile. This helpless baby, Jesus, truly man, able to understand everything we go through, all of our longings and struggles and pain, and Jesus, truly God, hope, joy, peace, love with flesh on. As heaven's spotless lamb, he's the only one capable of satisfying our sin debt, of taking the sins of the world, your sins and my sins, absorbing God's wrath on the cross, which you and I deserve in our rebellion. Sin has robbed us of life. Sin has robbed us of hope, of peace, of joy. And it's distorted love and corrupted it into something perverse. My challenge to you in this place, watching online, is to rediscover Jesus this Christmas. The virgin conceived, sinless substitute who is our crucified and resurrected king is here with us in our uncertainties, in our struggles, in our discouragement, in our differences. He's here with us in our celebrations, in our mornings. He's here with us in our crying, and our rejoicing, in our fear and our triumphs, in our losses and our victories, in our brokenness, in our healing, in our sickness, in our health, and for the believer, in our life, and in our death. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He will never leave nor forsake his children. And he's working and moving and offering life and forgiveness. And he's calling us to trust him tonight on his terms so that we can see beyond what's right in front of us and see his deeper, bigger, broader, wider, and higher work for us. Jesus is the discovery of Christmas. Let's run like the shepherds to encounter him this season. Let's worship and find renewal in his presence this year. Let's discover Christmas in the life that he offers in and around us. My friend, if you're in need of lasting hope, of real peace, of true joy, of love that will not let you go, confess your need to the Lord tonight by confessing your sinfulness and desperation for him. Merry Christmas. Christ has come. Christ is working through his church. Christ will come again. Would you join me in prayer?
Lord, you are good, and your mercy endures forever. All of us in the room want hope. All of us in the room need peace. All of us in the room long for joy, regardless of our temperaments. And all of us in the room long for the kind of security and significance that true love brings. All of us in the room need Jesus. The believer, as Paul would say, that we might know you more fully and the power of your resurrection and become deeper and deeper acquainted with you in the fellowship of your sufferings. What a beautiful gift it is for us to reflect you to the world. For those listening and watching now who need you because they don't have a living relationship with you, oh God, may they see themselves as more sinful than they would care to admit to a friend, but know they stand that way before a holy God and see you as higher and holier and more loving and gracious, but calling them now to commit their lives afresh to you. We need you, Lord, more than we need Christmas. We need you. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. All right, so now I'm going to call up Mr.